All right, this is a little impromptu Pints and Provisions uh, podcast where we're actually brewing today. I've got Ryan and Mark with me. We wish we had Dan, but sometimes driving down from Chicago for the day is not very easy. So this is going to be a very raw and unedited version coming from the garage live in Peoria, Illinois. So Ryan's uh, about to pour something pretty nice. What do you got, Ryan? Uh, by Aslan uh, Brewing, this is uh, Beaumont, an 18% Imperial Stout aged in rye whiskey barrels with vanilla beans. That's why so, we decided uh, to have three of us doing this. And this is amazing. Ones. It's a uh, 500 milliliter bottle, so it's not huge, so, but we'll each get a good five ounces or so. And for the high alcohol content, that's uh, probably plenty. So Aslan is in Herndon, Virginia which technically is a suburb of D.C. Okay. Um, they recently upscaled and had a new, have a new facility um, doing a little bit more regular canning. But this is, uh, isn't this one of their first series of barrel-aged beers? I believe so, yeah. And I think it was only like a 200 bottle count, so it's fairly limited and it's supposed to be really good. The untapped rating was very high but other than that I don't really I haven't looked into it too much so hoping for a good surprise it's a not a bad day here in Illinois the sun's going down so it's getting a little chilly but the wind's been kicking up uh, we've got a New England style IPA brewing in the kettle Evan just bringing us up to speed on what have you done so far in the process well, the first step in I do all grain is you take all the grain that you need and want for whatever brew you're doing. And for this kind of a beer, it's usually a lot of pale malts. So use pale malt, little flaked wheat, flaked oats to give it that hazy, um, mm-hmm. adds a lot of protein to it, um, adds a lot of mouthfeel pillowy uh, uh, head to it too so you steep the grains at a particular temperature and that's called mashing okay uh, and that's allows at a particular temperature the enzymes to extract the sugars from the grains that you have in there is that what is that the where the alcohol content comes into play or not the sugars yes that's sort of the fuel for that right so as you mash it's continuing that warm water is continuing to extract all that from the grains. And then you do something called mashing out where you raise the temperature so that kind of disengages all those enzymes. They kind of stop doing what they're doing. Um, And then you basically kind of wash it. So that's called sparging. So you're basically washing the grain uh, and all the residual sugars that are there. once it, it's kind of like it, that's like technically where the some of the brewing process you consider like brewing coffee okay. you put hot water over the coffee beans mm-hmm. and that extracts all the flavors uh, then once you get into the kettle you kind of concentrate it by boiling so you're bringing the volume down and that's where we're at now right yep we got this brew kettle going um, we're probably about close to doing the whirlpool process which for a new england ipa is usually pretty critical and why, um, and why would you whirlpool it? So, well, before, let's take a taste of this, yeah. guys. It smells amazing. Whoa. That, That's got great mouthfeel. 
That is thick. Big vanilla, too. Big vanilla. Sweet vanilla. And for a heavy hitter like that, 18%, you're not getting much. It goes down pretty smooth. It goes down pretty that smooth. That is delicious, Ryan. That's great. That's deceptively 18%. This will be one of those that as it warms up, if it's able to do in the garage, it'll, <laughs> if it's uh, able to do out here, yeah. It'll be, that vanilla should start to open up even more. And that is great. It'll be great, yeah. Wow. I've yeah. never even heard of that beer, so that's fantastic. It doesn't get much attention. You know, Aslan's known for their IPAs, like Evan said, and, mm -hmm. and uh, the few stouts that they've done have gotten pretty good reviews, so. If they keep making those, they'll put themselves on the map for sure with that. Yeah. So the the whirlpool process we were talking about that what is what well, you were explaining a little bit ago but just for the the listeners why why do you whirlpool? Well, whirlpooling allows um, you to extract a lot more aromas out of the hops versus all the bitterness. Okay. In the, in a boil, a typical boil, you do an hour, and the earlier in the process that you put the hops in, the more you're going to extract bitterness. And different hop varieties have different levels of bitterness. And then the later you put them in, and especially in whirlpooling, you're attempting to extract mostly just uh, flavors and aromas that, that, that each individual hop kind of brings out. I wish, uh, I wish people could <laughs> smell this right now because it smells amazing. It we're, is. We're standing over this thing. It's, it's steaming because it's cold outside and it's, it's boiling. And it, it, I just love that smell. So I think we're purposely standing downwind. Yeah, it's it's a little windy today. So any anybody can guess how where where we're at where where are we at on volume? Because I do five gallon batches, so it's it's cold enough and windy enough. We're not really getting too much. How big is this pot? Looks like um, five, like and, five a and a half. half? That yeah, actually is perfect. Half. We should start whirlpooling. Fifteen. Yeah, this is a 15-gallon kettle, so the steam you cleared. could easily do a 10-gallon batch in this, steam too. Steam cleared yeah. for a second. I saw five okay. and a half. So here's what I'm going to turn off the flame. Because we actually don't need any more flame at this point, which is nice. Cause... And just to describe this, instead of a traditionally like a using a paddle here where you'd stir it, Evan has a, a, a pump set up that's gonna do the process. So it's gonna pull off the bottom of the pot, go through the pump, and come back in the top in kind of a counterclockwise uh, whirlpool motion. So it kind of will make the process easy here. That way he doesn't have to stand here and paddle the thing for... Mark has done that before. That I have. He, he worked out pretty hard on that. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth it, though. Is it coming? Sorry, guys. We're not trying to have the dead silence here, but we're kind of concentrating on making sure that this... Uh, It'll come. Yep, come on. Here we go, come on. 
Sorry for the radio silence here, guys. We're all uh, kind of in awe of watching this. It's, uh, I think he's trying to get the line primed right now. We are whirlpooling away, so what we're going to do first is kind of start a clock, but we're going to add our first hops. All right, which, so which hops are those? So this is El Dorado, Citra, and Mosaic. Does it matter what order you toss them in there in? So we're doing basically even amounts of everything for each whirlpool edition. Continuously hopping. Continuously hopping the same hops, and this will be pretty heavily dry hop too. So, so everything in that bowl that you just poured in there is a mix of all three of those. Did yep. Yep. And you know, for for those of you that cook a lot too, and especially with the brewing, having a uh, smell that having a uh, oh man, that is like so good. yeah, having a scale in your kitchen is really helpful. So. Um, I measured these out. We might have to, we might have to still stir it a little bit. Help it stir a little bit more too, because will this go up at all anymore? Yeah, we can. We can maybe, maybe try to crank that. Uh, oh, that, that case. That housing is hot. Which, adjusting the angle of that thing a little bit would make yeah. a difference. Instead of yeah, it's down, going. It's, maybe, it's, maybe like get it going more. Yeah, it's it's got a nice little swirl though. Yeah. All right. So, anybody keeping track? It was five oh four when you started it. Perfect. So we're gonna do this for about. Or it was five oh four when you dumped the hops. I guess. Yep, and then we'll we'll add um, the next round here at about ten minutes in. Sorry, I'm distracted between this delicious beer yeah. and the whirlpool action. So, yeah, that's about that's about the process. So the the more you add here, the more intense aroma uh, you're gonna you're gonna have on this beer. So, I'm just happy my pumps working. This thing did not work for me last time, so um, it's kind of nice. Well, Evan, obviously, I am not. I mean, I'm I'm kind of new to the, right, the beer timer going. He's got the timer. Beer brewing um, scene here. It's something I want to learn more about. So maybe you could just talk a little bit more about like kind of the process, or maybe you want to talk about like how you how you came up with what beer you want to do. I mean, I would think that'd be kind of a a process of like, man, what all these beers? What do I do? Or maybe talk about a beer that you you would like to do or or you have done maybe just something that uh yeah it's it, i i tend to gravitate towards the stouts and the ipas um and the ipas are always fun because maybe you try a little bit different hops this time or a little bit different you know timing of your hop additions the other time which can dramatically impact uh, the flavor profile and the appearance, the aroma of it. So that's what's kind of fun about these. How soon before we see something going into uh, bourbon barrels? <laughs> you got to get a bourbon barrel first, you know. <laughs> and you got to make a big enough batch. That'd be something where 
you know, you get a couple friends together that can do, you know, five to ten gallons a piece, and then you all dump, uh, dump it in the same bourbon barrel. But um, yeah, that's a process that could be kind of. I, I, you can tell as you keep it spinning. Yeah. It goes a little bit, a little faster. So we might want to every once in a while give it a good spin. Yeah. Doing good. Crazy how much steam is on that. It's hard to see. Yeah. That's this Illinois weather. So what's the next... It's got pretty good flow. What's the next uh, step after the, the whirlpool? Then uh, we're going to cool it down. And that's where you use the, the copper... What's it called? Oh. oh. Wart chiller. Wart chiller. Wart chiller. So wart is the term of uh, unfermented a beer. Basically, it's sugar water. Um, you want to measure the gravity before you throw the yeast in. Uh, and a gravity is a measure of sugar and water. And once you add the yeast, the yeast can nom-nom yeah. on that sugar and turn everything in, every, at least everything it eats into alcohol and carbon dioxide. So it's a pretty simple equation. Sugar plus yeast equals alcohol and carbon dioxide. I did add a little dextrose uh, or maltodextrin in this, which is an unfermentable sugar. So it's going to add a little bit of sweetness, but also mouthfeel and thickness to the beer. But yeast are not going to touch that. Is that that's common, commonly used by these breweries too to just improve that mouthfeel and get a little bit different uh, kind of body and look to it. Yep. The, the haze and the mouthfeel, basically, right? Mm -hmm. Yeast are pretty simple creatures. Um, and something like dextrose is a little bit too complex for it to break down. It likes simple sugars. And that's what the brewing process also does, is it kind of takes all those more complex sugars and breaks them down. I'm going to leave the, uh, the tubing and stuff to the HVAC guy. He's 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 going to make sure it's flowing. I'm, and, I'm loving this. I'm I'm kind of trying to decide how. Don't, well, I tell you, whatever you do, don't touch that housing unit. It's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty hot. This stuff intrigues me. I uh, it's something I'd like to get into, um, but obviously it's kind of where it's almost overwhelming of where where do you begin? Because the stuff that you're talking about is kind of just blowing my mind. Yeah, you. You you lost me a while ago when you were talking about it. I just it's I guess it's just a matter of being a student of it and actually learning you know the steps and what those steps actually mean and what you're doing. Yeah, I started growing about five years ago, and nothing, even no processes even close to the sophistication level of this stuff. And the beer I was making just wasn't very good, and I just said you know. Just I just kind of gave up on it, and it's time-consuming. It's you know you just gotta commit a lot to it. So I just uh, and if uh, if things don't go right, I mean there's a lot of like financial commitment to all of this as well, right? Well, that's like a, if, yeah, it's a frust you know it, a batch like, like this probably is like ingredient-wise, fifty, sixty bucks. Um, you okay. do an imperial stout, and you may be pushing a hundred bucks mm -hmm. just in, in ingredients. Okay. But like, if something went wrong, you're you're yeah. you gotta and you gotta you gotta, you gotta dump a hundred bucks and you know hours of your day. It's almost oh, yeah. the time that's just as frustrating as it is the money. But yeah, it's it's uh, 
It you, is fun though. You're you're not gonna you're not gonna make every batch perfect, and not every batch is gonna come out good. So you just have to learn from the mistakes. Although sometimes they're pretty dumb mistakes. I had a buddy of mine who was doing his uh, wart chiller, and one of the tubing kind of popped open. Oh, and basically man. is spilling, um, just you know, water, water from his fa- like exterior faucet into yeah. his like freshly brewed beer, and he just kind of was, he just looked at it and said, "Well, oh. that's a waste." Yep, yeah, waste of money and three hours. That's too bad. How long have you, you been got brewing? To start it all over if you want to get a batch going. How long have you been brewing? Well, probably seven, seven and- years maybe. And what's the what's a guesstimate on how many batches you've made? Um, because it seems like you gosh. have this you have this down. Uh, you know exactly what's going on. I, I I looked over there. You have like this all written out. You've got your plans and your recipes and everything. I'm just curious, like probably over twenty. Okay. I mean, it really isn't that many when you consider over the course of eight or nine years. I probably do two or three batches a year, which isn't a lot. Because with, like, with how, kids, like how with ma- kids, you oh, just don't yeah. have as much time. For sure. All right, little interruption. My family came home, so uh, we paused it. Uh, no more kids. Uh, everybody's inside now. So, anyway, we were just talking about uh, heist. Uh, just had a can release, right? I believe either yesterday subject. or today. We're still whirlpooling. So, we might have some kid interruptions, though, still. That's all right. We are just finishing up the, uh, still the, the beer from uh, Aslan. That was a delicious beer. Yeah, we were just talking about how that could, we're, that could rival VR in a taste test. That might sound like a bold statement, but this is a fan, like, it, this beer is great. Meaning it's vanilla great. rye by uh, Goose Island's Bourbon County series. All right, we're just working on a sandwich. I really did not want to uh, finish it. It's so good. As it warmed up, the vanilla did pop even more. Excellent. So we're still uh, we're still doing the whirlpool over here. Uh, at this point, we've put in at least two rounds of the hops. Correct, Evan? Yeah. Go ahead. We've put it. We've yeah, we got two rounds of hops. Um, we've got another one coming here at the end. Actually, I think it's doing pretty good, don't you think? It hasn't really been interrupted. It's still yeah. flowing pretty okay. good. It's just got a nice. This pump just has this. This has a nice slow swirl to it in the pot. It's yeah, it's looking pretty good. Oh. Now we might hear some of my neighbors come home. That's what you get when we do an outdoor podcast. Yeah. An outdoor recording. It's getting chilly now too. The sun's going down. We still have the fire pit. It is sort of dwindling. Still a little heat there, but. What do you guys? Uh, what's the next beer on deck? Do you want to do something sour? Like. We got. We got a few options. Handful of sours here to pick from. Or we do have another uh, imperial stout with um, kind of a, a Mexican chocolate stout um what do you guys want to do we've got this uh we've got 
one from the rare barrel. It's a red sour aged in oak barrels with raspberries. Uh, looks like there's a couple, uh, there's a, a scratch, uh, a push pull. Oh, that's and, white rooster. Oh, white rooster. I'm sorry. Hey, white we had, rooster. We had the, one of the white rooster, white peach fruit series last night. Oh, that was. Mark and I did. That was great. Whoa. It was like. Um, we were trying to figure out if you could tell that from side project. So I've heard similar comments, and I want to do them blind, side by side. Yeah. That white peach, the white peach by white rooster. White rooster. Yeah. White rooster versus fuzzy, side project fuzzy. It was really good. Really good. Um, also, fruits and. There's a couple. Uh, We've got a side project jammy, and we've got, what's this one here? This is also a side project, but it's a collaboration with, uh, Both with Both of them are uh, side project and Casey collaboration. Okay. Jammy and Leaner. And Leaner. And Leaner is a peach. It's uh, oak barrel aged with peaches. The name Leaner comes from when you eat a peach, yeah. having to lean over so it doesn't, the, the peach juice oh. doesn't. Oh. down on your, uh, on like your chest. So, what's our keeper um, of time? How are we doing? Fourteen minutes. Or Fourteen minutes. Evan, you pick the next Sorry. beer. I kind of think Bad we should do nine minutes. You want to do jammy there, my friend? Sure. Let's do jammy. I need I something we, a little bit fruity and a little bit. We probably need to clean some glasses out real quick. No, does that mean I have to finish mine? You do have to. You finish. do. Yep, there we go. I'm gonna give this, uh, just, I'm just gonna set this here so I can rinse yeah, my glass yeah, out. Yeah, this is. Sorry guys, if you hear some noise, we're kind of shuffling around out here. All right, so we're gonna open the Side Project and Casey Brewing and Blending Collaboration Jammy. Uh, and this is the Casey version of Jammy. Correct? I nope. think that's the side project. I'm sorry, version. I'm sorry. this the, is the side project. The ones with uh, with the cork are the Casey versions. Wine barrel fermented blackberry saison. So say that again, the, the capped ones are from side project and the cork ones are from, from Casey. Casey. Okay. So I think they released bottles at the both breweries I think around the same time, time period, maybe even the same day. And they each kind of did their own label work on it. Um, Give it their own kind of and this, unique touch to the, to the This jammy is a farmhouse ale aged in oak barrels uh, with blackberries. Uh, it's a Saison weighing in at 8%. So it's very hoppy in here in my garage. My wife is probably really happy that the whole house smells like beer. There's just enough rye spice in this that just... Yeah, the rye spice on that was not overwhelming. Which is perfect, in yeah. my opinion. Like but the, you know, it, I think a lot of breweries have a, have a tough time with vanilla. It's, it's, now it's harder to get because it's really expensive. Um, but you really have to, if you don't put enough in it, you're not going to get a ton of vanilla. Yeah, he's, uh, he's still talking about the Aslan, too, by the way, just so you're not going He's finishing I up. Can't get enough of it. I took the last sip and I'm yeah. He's getting teary-eyed. He's licking his glass over there. I really like this jammy is great. 
obviously you get the, the barrel, um, but the, the blackberries, I don't know. I mean, these guys, I mean, do they make a bad beer, really? Nope. I mean, anything that I've seen with Side Project is just out of this world. And it's great because they're not that far away from us, really. No, that's a very easy trip. Like how, I'm trying to think, what, Brian, you've made that trip many times, so what, what's the time from Peoria? About two and a half hours. Yeah, two and a half. Yeah. Very doable. The, uh, quote, cellar uh, is what they call their main location that you can uh, have on-site drinks at. Is, uh, there's a, it's kind of in like a little plaza. There's a parking lot right there. You can easily find a spot, at least on non-beer release days, and go in. The employees are great. Uh, always have been super friendly and you know, some places people kind of complain because the breweries are almost too beer snobby at uh, some places but uh, Side Project yeah they're great. Well Side Project really does nice list place. their beers uh, by temperature. Yeah yeah it's I mean it is uh, when they call it the cellar it's more of it's almost just as much of a wine bar as it is a, a craft uh, craft brewing brewing mecca. All right we're gonna take we're gonna take a little commercial break here. All right, we're back. Uh, now we're letting the wort, which has cooled down, which has what been whirlpooled. Cool oh, I think we were. I, I stuck. I stuck that uh, thermometer in there, and it was. It was. It was low 70s, so I think we're perfect. But now we're letting it. And the nice thing about this is it's. As it dumps in there, you see a lot of bubbles. You want good oxygenation when you have your wort in there because once you add the yeast and you close it off, you're not going to have more oxygen. And the yeast need a little oxygen to get started. There's so, a lot of bubbles, so that means, I mean... Yep, a so lot the, of bubbles. The pouring process is going to get that dissolved oxygen in there, right? Yep. That's cool. That'll be good. So this... Is it is this the preferred method that everyone would use, or do a lot of guys like pump it in, or well, know, like, or like on a larger scale, what would they do? That's a good question. I don't know. Like if you were to go to uh, locally bearded out industry, what what do they do to oxygenate their wort when it comes to big systems like that? I don't know, but there's a lot of home brewers that'll take, you know, like those fishing, um, um, the like little oxygen yeah. stones. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, pumps in oxygen basically oh, yeah. into the yeah. tank. Yep. Yeah. They'll, they'll use that to pump in oxygen. And the brewery probably does that too. I've never seen a use for that to that extent in home brewing. Like, I used to just take the bucket and swish it back and forth, you know, between two buckets and basically pour one into between the, other, the yeah. two, one into the other a couple times, and that used to oxygenate it quite a bit. I'd, I'd never really had a huge problem with stalled installed fermentation and oxygenation it's just been all right so it's getting down to three gallons and see like the nice thing about this little and uh shout out to ss brewtech they make some of the best homebrew stainless steel fermentation and uh, boil basically brew equipment that you know, a home brewer can get a hold of uh, it has all the the etchings and markings for graduations on the inside so gallons and um it's pretty nice it's it's liters. in liters if you're <laughs> if you're into the the metric system but here in here in America we uh we usually tend yeah. to go towards gallons and 
<laughs> Go away from what the world uses everywhere else. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, it's like a steady drip. I'll tell you what. I'm going to grab the yeast. Okay. Because that'll be the next thing. Once that's done, it's done. Ryan, what's your thought on the jammy? It's good. Uh, I've had this one before. I had that side project, I think, for the first time about a year ago. I think the, the beer actually is probably close to two years old, if not maybe a little bit more, I think. But uh, I had that side project once, and we had it about three or four months ago. And then today, and it's, it's aging really well. There's tons of fruit still there for at least a year or more old beer. Uh, the you know you definitely get that oak barrel that it was aged in and it's jammy. All right, uh, Evan, just we got the yeast packet. So Y Yeast makes uh, their company that makes the yeast for brewing. Uh, they make these smack packs, so it has all the yeast nutrients. Mm-hmm. So you pull it out of your refrigerator, you give the bag a good smack. And when it's inflated like that, you can see those bags are yeah. really puffy. Yeah. You know that the yeast is kind of ready to go. Okay. Very cool. We may have to do a little, uh, let's see. Man, I really wish podcasts had smell-o-vision. Yep, this is... I'm excited about this beer. We'll see on this. We'll keg this one. Uh, not necessarily going to bottle, uh, but we'll keg this one so it's ready a little sooner. Um, we'll have that out of the tap, and maybe we'll have a christening of this beer. I bet this might be ready the same time the stout's ready. Wow. Oh, yeah, because he's... The stout is sitting in bottles, process. yeah. That might actually time up pretty well. We'll need to get Dan down here for that for sure. Well, we'll see if we can pull him away. I think an Oculus Brewing release uh, should should get down. It's going to be a ticketed release. Yeah. Um, those those uh, those closest to us are going to be able to get a ticket. There'll, there'll probably be a line down the street. It's a good chance. <laughs> it's funny, like just to think about that though. Like a lot of a lot of the guys that have been really successful in the beer industry had very humble beginnings, similar to this. You know, just home brewing in their garage. You know, and it's it's amazing how they went from what we're doing to where they are today. Like that that journey and just the the process of that. I, it's just a, I'm a business guy, so I, I appreciate the business side of that. Very cool to see. Look at this. So Look at that hop sludge. Oh, oh wow. Whoa. It looks like something not so pleasant, but when you know it's hop sludge. Oh, when you stick your it's nose fantastic. in there. You yeah. see that little dam right there? Yeah. So we'll probably shut this guy off. Right. That's why. Yeah. It, you're, start, you're starting no. to get a. You're starting to get a little sludginess. So would you? I can't would wait to would clean you say like? Garage. So like obviously when we get these uh, New England freshies, a lot of times though there there is some sediment in the bottom of a can. Is that just like kind of from this process? Like just a little bit gets through, or or is that kind oh, of yeah. a secondary? I thought, was, I thought it was mostly yeast. I, I really don't well, know. Well, it should be yeast. If you get a little, uh, if you get a little uh, hops, you should be beyond that. Right? Oh no! There we go. All right. So I just kind of sanitized the end of that. So 
you don't, you know, nothing touches that ceiling. Liquid yeast. Sometimes, sometimes IPAs kind of look like that. Yep. Oh yeah. But I kind of cover the end of that, of the top of that, with uh, sanitizer, so nothing that's potentially nasty. Yep. You know. Yeah, I've noticed that as you're doing this and you're running around, everything that you do is sanitized and cleaned and. Um, I mean, it's very. Is it really what they, easy? What do just, they say for uh, a someone taking a brewmaster position? It's ninety percent cleaning and ten percent brewing. Yep. Huh. So I sanitized so the inside of this already. So we're one, gonna, one speck of bacteria will kill a batch of beer, right? Really, it right could. Now. Yeah. Or a lot, or, or, you know, or like maybe that's like what we describe as a batch that's kind of off. It might be from contamination. Yep. Okay. All right. So there we go. The nice thing about these uh, these SS Brewtech brew, brew kettles is they have so, these clasps. So he locked this lid on, guys. It almost looks like a, a large uh, pressure cooker. Almost, it's like locked on. But is this yeah. a is this like a vent port at the top for the gases yeah, to gonna, the CO2 to get out? Okay. Yeah. So we'll, this will kind of be the blow off right here, and I'm going to take it down to the basement right now. Um, so why don't we take a quick pause, and then we'll travel down to the basement. All right, we've transitioned now indoors. The kids are taking a bath, so ignore that. Right on cue. Yeah, right on cue. When we've transitioned to indoors, the beer is fermenting. Well, just check the gravity on that as well. Yep, 1.070. And we've dug into what's been sitting on the smoker for seven, six, seven hours, which is pork shoulder. The pork here, it's got a quarter to half inch smokering around everything. <clears throat> With a Rufus Teague sweet and savory rub from yeah. Kansas City. And the Rufus Teague touch o heat um, sauce. And the instructions are meat, eat on meat. We can do that. Yeah, we'll do that. So we'll um, sign off for today. But thanks for listening, guys. Hopefully, the next time we, uh, we get together, we'll be. We're tasting what was in the fermenter plus uh, plus the stout maybe even. So, cheers, guys. Cheers.